prosecution outlined how accounting practices what fuck? What? did not What kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. Rignats 2022. Let's fucking go, guys. We did it, baby. We fucking did it. We did it. Big, big congrats to all the winners. Uh, if we like you. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Caroline Cash. Yeah. Good luck trying to get a breakthrough uh, security. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we do want to shout out Caroline Cash. We didn't even do the little intro, but uh, oh, yeah, know, shout yeah. out uh, to- Oh, uh, yeah. Gutter Boys. Gutter Boys. Small Press Comics Podcasts. Ins and outs. Highs and lows. Let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you listen to our uh, Patreon episode when we were at the cabin, uh, we called for a steal of the Ignatz <laughs> Awards, and we did it, baby. We fucking did it. Caroline Cash, PP Poo Poo, number 69, one best mini comic. If you want to hear us uh, talk about rigging the awards as well as, uh, you know, the difference between a mini comic and a comic with Caroline and other people that were at the cabin. Uh, definitely subscribe to our Patreon at gutterboys.top or patreon.com forward slash gutterboys. There's like 40 something episodes in the vault. So if you subscribe and you're drawing because we found out on the retreat that people, well, we knew, but people on the retreat told us that they like to draw and listen to this show. So if you want to support us, go to that website and listen to the vaults. Or if you're a continued patron, thank you. Yeah. If you're a continued patron and you're only at the $5 tier, bump that shit up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyways, though, we are back. Um, this is the first time we've recorded in feels like a month. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, feel a little uh, off. And by off, <laughs> I just mean, uh, you know, a little less than normal. Uh, that said, though, um, we are back. We did a whopping two episodes Woo! for you all. Uh, one premium that's Doing already been burned. <laughs> 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 and this main work. feed episode, which is, uh, it's got who? Pete, MS Harkness. I forget. Who else is on this? I haven't, I haven't even <laughs> gone through it yet. <laughs> it comes out tomorrow. I haven't even reviewed it. Yeah. Um, people are on it. Um, and it's the last thing we recorded while we were at the cabin. Um, that said, I think we're going to edit in some, uh, like, uh, nature sounds to the next few Patreon episodes. So it feels like we're there. Mm. You'll be like, why is Ramon at the cabin? And we'll be like, I don't know. No, but we do have some main feed guests coming on that were at the cabin. We do have interviews coming up with uh, Victoria Douglas, Heather Losey, and Stephen Arnold. Not necessarily in that order, but they'll be on the show sooner than later. We are going to record with them. Um, just got to set that up and, you know, let the show schedule play out. But those are some expected guests that should be on the feed sometime soon. Gina Winbrandt also wants to come on. We should get Gina on the show. Yeah, we've been meaning to have her on. Yeah, well, Gina just finished their comic for Mini Coos, so they're ready Ah, now. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All so right. Gina will be on the show soon as well. That's great. All right. Well, yeah, uh, yeah so let's, uh, I guess, 
get into uh, news, which is, of course, the winners of this year's Regnats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let's, uh, let's go off the top here on the list. Okay, so credit to multiversitycomics.com, unless they're bad people. In then, that case, uh, uh, fuck, fuck you, you guys. Thanks fuck you for specifically. the list. All right, uh, let's start with the Outstanding Story. Uh, winner for Outstanding Story is The Lover of Everyone in the World by Beatrix Erkowitz. Erkowitz, yeah, there you go. On uh, Parsifal Press, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, it looks like this collection was possible thanks to a generous grant from Koyama Provides. So hey. though I haven't read it, Andy Koyama has good taste and is a known tastemaker and publisher in the community. So I'll go ahead and just when are, say- When are we going to get sponsored by Koyama Provides? Maybe when, uh, Maybe when, when, we, I, uh, when I actually start making books again. Yeah, we got, <laughs> I got to put something out this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got, you're actually working on shit, so. Yeah, but I have no fucking desire to release it. Because now I'm in the thing, it's like, well, fuck, it's the holiday season. Why do I want to put something out around Christmas when everybody's spending that dollar elsewhere? So yeah. It's like, I was do I actually, wait now? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, or do I put it out? And, we're supposed to be in Seattle in like a couple of months. And uh, actually, Sucks one, ass. wait, October? Is it October or November? November 5th. November. Okay, November 5th. So in a month, six weeks, we're supposed to be there. Yeah, and I have done zero work on the book I was supposed to work on. And, yeah, it uh, rocks. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have that ready in time. I don't, I don't think yeah. there's, nah. yeah. I just don't understand the point of like grinding on a on a comic and rushing it out just to make what like 60 bucks (laughs) well that's the thing it's like that i used to set my deadline for shows and i guess technically i will have new material for short run but it's like i almost feel like again i'm at a disadvantage because i'm like great i'm gonna put this book out and then it's literally the worst time of the year to put it out yeah yeah so it's like what the fuck am i doing do i just do a mini you know and then just hold the stories back that were for the book and just release that in the spring now i don't know uh regardless i'll figure that shit out and uh follow me on instagram and you'll see all that shit whatever but moving on, I should uh, when we when we table at, in Seattle, I'm just gonna have a bunch of Harley Davidson shirts to sell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bring bring uh, boxes of comics I'm trying to sell that I did not do. Like, oh, yeah, just my collection. Just, just uh, <laughs> yeah, just X out the names and put your name on top. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the move. Cam Ramita Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me. I did this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, well, next category, uh, our friend. Some may say that we helped uh, fix this award, but <laughs> I'm going to say that Caroline Cash parody, won this folks, off pure parody. talent. Yeah, parody, parody. folks. Come Caroline on. Cash won this with their own talent, and because the comic was great, uh, outstanding mini comic went to Caroline Cash. <laughs> Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Um, Caroline did tell us, I don't know if it ended up on the record, but they did say that if they won the Ignats, they would light a blunt on stage. I don't think that happened, Lie. but I have not seen a video of the incident. So Caroline, you may have to answer for your sins. That said, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, Mm -hmm. you can't go making pop promises. I would have had a blunt just for the occasion and you know it. And I would have handed it off to you as you walked up on stage. 100%, Actually, you know, 100%. that would have been the only Ignat ceremony that I would have attended. I've been to two SPXs and we never fucking go to the ceremony. <laughs> no, why would you do that when you can get fucking drunk? <laughs> I, I thought about else. going like, you know, like the first year I was like, oh, I should go. This is like, you know, our shit. This is, you know, the important like that was back in the day when I thought these things were I'm, important. I'm trying to remember because it was two years ago. What did we do during the Ignats Awards? Dude, we just partied. We went across the street, bought some Trulies or we went to Momofuku or something like. We went to oh, dinner or we went yeah. partying? No, I think that is what we went to. We had our crew go to Momofuku. Yeah. So. That's right. 
which is a hundred times better than Ignatz. I'm yeah, sorry. R.I.P. <laughs> DC Momofuku did not survive yeah. the COVID nineteen pandemic. Real shame. So Real shame. All SPX has now is that bagel shop, and if that place closed yeah. down, then I'm never doing SPX again. Well, they're not doing it at that hotel anymore, right? Oh, is this? I don't fucking know, man. I, I was because that, that all pre pandemic. So yeah, I guess that plan might have might have been tossed. But I I remember when we were there. In 2019, they were saying that was the last year is going to be at that hotel. Yeah, and that was probably before the hotel didn't book a single visitor for nine months. And now they're like, please give us your money. True. Yeah, they probably were like, you know what? Maybe we will do something about these bed bugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Silver Sprocket cleaning up. Outs- yeah, outs- three awards. Yeah, outstanding collection. Woo! Mr. Boot by yeah. Alec Robbins. We got a copy of that. Thank you, Avi. Everybody on Twitter is uh, very happy for Alec Robbins. So, um, you know what? Shout out Alec Robbins and Silver Sprocket. Avi's doing and his, that and like big titty wife. Yeah, you know Betty the uh, the what do they call that? Like the where you put your hands together and you shake them left to right, like you're shaking dice, like when you win money. That's what Avi was doing. The oh whole, yeah, like, the ceremony. the old timey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that gesture is called, but you know what I'm talking it's, about. It's the the thing you do when you hear your uh, 500 coal factory miners have died in a collapsed mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you get all of the insurance money. Yeah. Silver Sprocket <laughs> insurance scammers. <Yeah. laughs> Avi's an old timey oil baron. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, outstanding collection. Yeah. So shout out to Alec Robbins. Uh, we have Outstanding Anthology, Good Boy Magazine, past guest friend of the show, Michael Sweater, and Benji Nate have won Outstanding Anthology. Uh, shout out to them. Good Boy Magazine. We got copies. Great book. Yeah. Number two had Bonnie in it. Um, Very great story in that as well. Oh, yeah. Bonnie's another person we, we should have on the show. Yeah, next. yeah, yeah. That's somebody we dropped the ball and did not record with in addition to the many others. Yeah, yeah. Sage. There's a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, so Gutter Boys will be filled up for the next year with everybody that was at the cabin. Yeah. No, we'll we'll rotate them in though. But yeah, we've got those three. We're gonna do a a smaller. Uh, we're gonna do them in smaller batches, I guess. So just mm-hmm. be on the lookout down the line for those episodes. Yeah, they'll come. They'll, they'll come. come eventually. Uh, outstanding series. Why this is even at the Ignats, I have no fucking idea. But the many deaths of <laughs> finally, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Small press is getting the recognition it deserves. Yes. Boom Studios. Boom Studios <laughs> won this with the many deaths of Layla Star by Ram V. <laughs> And Felipe Andrade. Ram V is just, uh, I don't know the guy. Um, I don't know if he's done anything crazy. Uh, I don't like that uh, the dude just like, no, okay, let me rephrase that. It seems like the guy's just one of those like comic writers that does like 14 different books at once. So, you know, it must be nice. You have a brick. I'm sure that's very important to you, Ram V. That's one of those things that Ram V got the email and was like, what? I won what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like catcalling, right? Like, if you do it a hundred times, you're going to hit at least once or twice. Yeah, yeah, it's you're going to get an game. option deal. At yeah, least yeah, once. it's a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see. Outstanding online comic, which is different from uh, outstanding webcomic, right? Uh, let's see. No, I don't no, see they, the they listing they can, here anymore. No, no, they don't. It looks like they, it was, the weird one was uh, mini comic versus comic, but it doesn't look like there's web comic. It looks like it's just online comic only. Okay, okay. So maybe, I could have sworn that we talked about it was online the Ignats versus web. Had online versus web, if I'm not mistaken, because they were doing like comicsology as online mm-hmm. and okay. web comic is like a free comic, I believe. All right. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, winner for Outstanding Online Comic is Ride or Die by Mars Hayward. Uh, haven't read it since it's an online comic. It says, uh, uh, here's, the, here's the tagline from Multiversity oh, Comics. Christine meets Ghost Rider meets Fast and Furious, but gayer meets Development <laughs> Hell. That's exactly where that's going, okay? That's that's the peak of that comic. I That's some straight up just made for optioning shit. And I hope it ride or die. I hope it dies in developmental hell. Peace and love, Mars Adam, Adam Friedland's producer wrote that. Yeah. That, that does not. <laughs> Christine meets Ghost Rider meets Fast and Furious, but gayer. Like, come on, God. people. Just make a fucking Yay. cool comic. God, Don't try God. to label it as everything else. Get That's the fuck so out of here. Uh, promising new talent, Juni Ba. A cartoonist from Senegal, Senegal and France. <laughs> Senegal. Senegal. <laughs> Uh, it looks like they worked for Image. Image and TKO. TKO. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, the very small the press studio, TKO. Press right there, the, folks. The, the person that runs fucking TKO is named C, and uh, he puts a dollar sign in his name on Twitter. So small press struggling to hey, make ends meet publisher tko one studios of the, one of the guys working on gremlins the animated series yeah. is finally getting uh some some representation Zoslov, cancel that shit press. next bro pull the plug on that i can't take another fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. month of c right. fucking also, tweeting uh, on pack watch uh paper girls rest in piss <laughs> yeah. shout out paper girls i didn't see it but i mean like honestly like I read the comic and it wasn't the. I love Cliff Chang. That guy's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, great artist. But it's yeah. just like one of those things. It was like, okay, yeah, we have unlimited money to make everything right now, but not everything's going to survive this first wave. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. Peace and love to everybody involved. I'm sure. Didn't, didn't watch it. Didn't read it. Yeah. I wonder if they kept. Hey, listeners, let us know. And when the first issue came out, because it was set in the 80s, they dropped the F slur in it, and people were trying to cancel Brian K. Vaughn over it. <laughs> I wonder Wait, if, wasn't he canceled for something else? I don't think Brian K. I think Brian K. Vaughn has maintained his some, ally I'm status. I'm getting them all. I, all the all the white bald dudes <laughs> yeah. with glasses. I get them all mixed up in comments. Yeah, so many yeah. He's, he's kept like his that. ally card somehow. Okay, okay. Yeah, not at all. Sus. A bunch of grown men writing about little girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we've got uh, outstanding comic, which is uh, the winner. I see a night by uh, Julia Vincent at Shortbox. Yeah, I uh, haven't read it, but Shortbox is, uh, puts out cool stuff, so cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't read it either. Outstanding graphic novel, No One Else, by R. Kikuo Johnson. I love that guy's Fanagraphics. work. Fanagraphics. Yeah, I love that guy's work. Um, so shout out to that guy. That actually is a really good book as well. Uh, Night Fisher is another book that they've done that I'm a fan of. I would like to have that person on the show, maybe. They follow me on Instagram, so maybe I'll reach out. But yeah, congratulations. All right, and the last award is for Outstanding Artist, uh, Remena Yee, for Alexander, the Servant and the Water of Life. Uh, retelling of Alexander the Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who the publisher is. It's not listed here. Uh, uh, but yeah, good for you, uh, uh, Yee. Yeah, Eisner and McDuffie nominated. So... All right, look, here's what you... God damn, the bottom of this fucking article has a picture of the bricks, and they're not even centered on the fucking little wooden podiums that they're supposed do to they, be on. What do they... Do they attach them to that stand? Or <laughs> I don't know, but even, like, this is so fucking bleak, man. 
There was a, I saw something kind of neat where uh, some anthology won an Ignatz brick and they, I guess, broke the brick up and then sent each contributor a piece of it, but they had it like done up all nice and it actually looked more legit than the whole brick. <laughs> the actual award, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know who did that. Didn't when yeah. Jaime won his award, he wasn't he just like, I don't want that. Uh they cleaned up one year, both him and Gilbert, and uh they just left the stack of bricks in their hotel room and then somebody was like, Hey, are you gonna take those? And they were like, What are we gonna bring these back for? And like we're joking about getting them through security. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what it was. Okay. But yeah, no, so congratulations to the winners and losers of the Ignatz Awards, uh, Rignatz Awards. It is still a little bit rigged because Max Huffman and Alex Nall did not win. So Caroline purely won on talent. I don't really think that we stole the awards. It would be really funny, though, if there was a recount because they heard us saying that we <laughs> <laughs> tried to rig it. <laughs> what, what is the the one of the nominees that's on the, that, the judges panel going to be like, we need a recount, yeah. folks. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too many email addresses with 69 in them voted for Caroline. Uh, Camdo Rosario 1 through 69 <laughs> kind of brought up some red flags. No, uh, yes. No, shout out to Caroline. Uh, really, really deserves uh, all the awards, honestly. I mean, for being real. Uh, but it's about time. It's about damn time, folks. Oh, yeah, we got shout outs uh, lined up, but those will be on the next episode because we are backlogged as usual with those. Uh, you guys just keep sending them in. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yes. And I uh, promise you, uh, if you still take my word for any kind of value, that I will have everything posted by the next episode. So we will start on the shout outs with pictures by next episode. Yeah. Some real, some real uh, good shit we got. I actually, I noticed. Um, through uh while sorting through some of the packages uh yeah some good stuff here yeah i finally sent jb everything unless it came in the last week so oh yeah that one that was a fucking brick of a package yeah. um <laughs> and uh also contained uh, my retirement fund uh, yeah which is <laughs> which is past guest friend of the show josh pettinger and past guest uh simon hanselman's uh collaborative book which is now how much is that going for now uh, last I checked, it was a hundred bucks, but let's, let's Damn. look it up on eBay. We got time yeah, to kill. Yeah, let's do, let's do a live check Where will, okay, it is 3.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, September the 18th, and I'm pulling up the eBay application, and I'm typing Werewolf Jones, and we're gonna see what comes up, and there is one with two days left on it for $2.25. Damn! All right, so we are dropping in value, folks, but... That's still, got four, real fast. <laughs> that's still got 48 <laughs> hours, so let's check the completed listings. For our boys, Josh Woo. and Simon, let's check the completed listings, because this thing going was for going for retail. 100 bucks. Okay, here you go. All right. Okay, so one sold on August the 30th for $56. Okay. One sold so on August the 13th 50%. for 80, okay. 80 for on August the 13th. Okay. Uh, there was a best offer accepted at seventy nine ninety nine on July twenty seventh. Jesus. Okay. So it looks like it comes and goes. Um, ah, man, I'm getting flashbacks of my uh, Randy Moss rookie card. Yeah, we'll check this out. Uh, Simon yeah. Hanselman, HTML Flowers, Werewolf Jones and Sons number one, which is uh, the previous collaboration before Josh came in and kicked HTML Flowers out of the band. 
Damn. Um, no, that didn't really happen, folks. Don't Damn. anybody take that seriously. It's a little bit of a Damn. bit. Just a bit. <laughs> um, but no, that one went for $229. So give this motherfucker wow. five to eight years, and uh, we're going to go We're gonna go stay at Josh's house and steal all his comp copies that he yeah, saved, that squirreled away, yeah. and sell them on eBay. Yeah. Um, so right now, it's it's not looking good. $2.25, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Shit, I might fucking do that. <laughs> That's a deal. <laughs> but it's got two days left on the auction, folks, um, and the other ones we're uh, cleaning up. So yeah, shout out to everybody with retirement funds in the uh, Werewolf Jones <laughs> back issue department. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm still sitting on my uh, Spider-Man uh, Carnage debut. Get issue. rid of it, dude. Get rid of it now. It's the bubble. Hey, no, nah, that shit's not. Nah, it's only up. Only up. Mm, you should have sold that shit before the Venom movie came out. Yeah, I probably should have. Yeah, oh, I forgot I had it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I just completely forgot that that was the issue he debuted. And I just thought it was just another issue with Carnage, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm not like one of those weirdos. Like, actually, uh, you know, Carnage debuted in uh, Spider-Man Fantastic uh, Stories number 453. And, uh, uh, but actually, his first debut was really uh, when his reflection appeared in a mirror in uh, panel 9 of page 12 of issue 428. And before that, there you was know? an ad in the comics journal that said, coming yeah, soon. Yeah, I don't know any yeah. of that shit, so... <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to be cleaning up anytime soon in in comics, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, that's okay. It, it, a, a character like Carnage always will have longevity though. So, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all right. Yeah. It's not like fucking Taskmaster or somebody who got hot cuz they were in a video game. Yeah. Or the, wait, what wasn't he in a movie? Was he? I don't know. I know that yeah, I he know. was in the Spider-Man video game. I think he was in one of the movies that was like straight to streaming and nobody watched it. Okay. 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 I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. Damn. Well, uh, yeah. Um, is that it for us then? I think that's it in terms of uh, news shoutouts. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I guess we didn't really talk about the actual. <laughs> we didn't actually talk about the retreat itself. That's okay. Uh, Hit, we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll wait till the Patreons are over. We didn't. I didn't do too much. Did you do too much? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I tried to draw and I, yeah, I did too. do, I did do some writing and some outline shit. So there was some work done. Yeah. I, uh, I got not a lot of work done. I got some work done. I, I thumbnailed eight pages. That's all I did. Yeah. Well, we went in thinking we were going to, you know, have at least eight or 10 episodes uh, in the can. We thought. <laughs> we thought wrong. <laughs> we thought very wrong. Definitely oh. overestimated ourselves there. That's not the first time. Won't be the last. And it's not like we got like super. We were more fucked up last year oh, than this 100%. year. Oh, 100%. We so, were shithoused like, during the recordings of those episodes. Yeah, we were drinking and eating edibles like at like 10 a.m. last year. And this yeah. year, we weren't really partying. So we no, really have no. no excuse. Yeah, this year we were just old. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so I mean, lazy, (laughs) got nothing fucking done. So to everybody, all the listeners that, you know, listen to us talk shit about how going to the retreat was going to be sick because, you know, we are going to get all this content, not have to work for the rest of the year. Jokes on us. Jokes on fucking us. We got to work for the rest of the year. As it usually tends to. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's so. how the cookie crumbles, though, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to have... Uh, people. A, a, people, a bunch of people. Pete, Fakey, mostly. We'll, we're going to be talking about uh, Autoptic, which was a few months ago. Yeah, and just mainly organizing on the organizer side of things. And, yeah. Uh, MS yeah. Harkness comes in, I remember, and picks a side in uh, the Minneapolis versus Columbus war. Yes. Um, I think uh, Caroline Cash was there for a little bit. 
Caroline is Evan in it for maybe. a while, yeah. Uh, Ryan Alves is on it too. Okay, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That dude is in the uh, contingent. I haven't met that many people, not to discount oh, him, yeah, but he's in that's contention something we gotta for talk guys. About. Ryan, man. shout out to Ryan. Shout, shout out Ryan fucking, Alves, MVP. Real fucking guy. MVP. Yeah, my definitely, dude. definitely up there for uh, uh, cleaning house in the uh, in the, this coming award season. The Geisner uh, might belong boys. to you, bro. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we have a Geisner winner. Highly, highly contentious, but I think I think it's going to go to Ryan this year. Yeah. So unless you're a cool-ass motherfucker that comes up and meets us, uh, the award is yours to lose, Ryan. Also, just want to say, anybody that came to Block Fort to meet us and we weren't there, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. All three people that wanted to see us, I'm really sorry that we weren't there. Yeah. Just didn't work out. Yeah, we didn't We didn't really think we'd have people upset that we didn't show up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really even think about that. I didn't think people were going to be at the thing just to, to see us. But. Yeah, so sorry, but we'll catch you down the road, brother. Yes, yes. All right, is that uh, it? But yeah, uh, yeah, that is it. Let's so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, more shit from Hawking Hills. So stick around. We'll be right back. What do a pair of deadly assassins, a beefy pile of roided up high school football players, a zombie outbreak, cute dragons, and a himbo barbarian have in common? You can find them all in the upcoming pages of the Santos Sisters. That's right. Ambar and Alana are back for more gripping adventures. Once again, Offset Press printed in full color on your favorite decadent newsprint. Prestigious publication. The Comics Journal. Love the first issue. Calling it a highly entertaining comic. And Katie and Sally from the Thick Lines podcast called it a masterpiece. And more than they deserve. And who are we to disagree? The Santos Sisters. is available now. Don't miss out. Out. Ask your favorite comic book retailer to add it to your pull list today or find it online at santosisters.com. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums, M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is GutterGang. loves underground comics everybody loves underground comics and if you know people who don't love underground comics and only read the mainstream comics immediately report them to your local comic book store and find them with copies of Clusterfux Comics. Clusterfux Comics is a black and white underground anthology comic scene featuring some of the best underground comics creators today. Creators like Cameron Zavala, Eric Jasek, Brian Judge, Miguel Aguilar, 
Adam Yeter, Jason Cavelli, Umberto Tonella, Anna Peterson, Tony D. Pasquale, Drewby Hall, and so many more. Issues one through four are available now, with the fifth issue debuting in early 2023. Purchase your copies today at clusterfuckscomics.bigcartel.com. And that's comics with an X. Clusterfucks Comics. Comics you can clusterfucks with. Morning, Gary. Morning, Marianne. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois, like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean, and Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinking every night at Bugs's Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of the Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at storeenvy slash Comics. Oh, there's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Mary Ann. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29, as she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky. Her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated way Land? Every issue can be read for free on BusterCagle.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. Now, back to our program. to gutter boys um it's what day not day two technically at the uh cabin no that's the guest microphone you all hold on to that okay uh, are we doing autoptic since 
Well, you were there, so we have a few guests down in the basement right now. You all can't see us. We've got Emmy Guinness, Pete Fakey, uh, Ryan Alves, Caroline Cash, MS Harkness, JB's over here as well. Um, I think right now we're going to just go ahead and talk about Autoptic. We've got Pete here, who uh, was just telling us that it was his last year organizing uh, the festival there. Pete's got to run across the room and grab the microphone now. Um. <laughs> you got to make sure we record it and put it out into the world that this is my last show so yeah. that I can't back out. Yeah. It's I got to be done. I'm ready to move on. To illustrate this for the viewers, JB and I are sitting at a couch, on a couch and uh, Pete is on his knees in front of us. <laughs> as it should, as yeah, it should right. be. Feels natural. So, Pete, let's just kind of work backwards, okay? Um, the show's over. Let's Let's get the bad news out of the way first. What were the worst parts about it for you? You said it was very chill for you, but what was the worst parts of it? Honestly, there wasn't that much that was bad. The only part, like getting people through the door, I got a little embarrassed because we did not have the exhibitor badges organized at all. So it was just Hell like a yeah. huge bottleneck and just was like, oh, okay, this looks very unprofessional. But, you know, we got through it and I think the rest of the show went pretty good. Other than that, I don't know. Just like the normal, like, you know, you're not sleeping very well and <laughs> every year working all the fucking time. I was trying to get major bummer reprints done that week, too. So I had like, I think the Wednesday before the show, I was at my print shop that I, my, for my day job. I printed programs for the show and the my own comics after work. So I was at the print shop for like 17 hours that day. And eventually my partner like came to the shop at like 1.30 a.m. and was just like, let me help you however I can so you can get home. Like, this just, <laughs> I was texting him like every hour, like, yeah, I think probably like a half hour more, you know? Like, I think I'm going to be out of here pretty soon. Um, I mean, that shit always kind of sucks, but it's also like, you know, that's just what planning a show is like. So, yeah, when the show's done, you, you get back to normal. It's not too bad. So, you were double dipping and exhibiting and uh, running the show? Yeah, I really, this year I really Double dipping just sounded did. Bad. Huh? Double dipping sounds bad. You were just, uh, you had two hats on rather. I mean, pretty much everybody yeah. did. Um, Bob Elgio is the only remaining original board member and he's the only one who didn't table. Everybody else who was organizing tabled. This year though, I just did, I worked with the venue. So I did like all the contra uh, contract stuff with them and did like the pre-show venue meetings, which is all pretty easy. The venue is not yeah. a ton of work. And then I did all the special guest stuff and me and Ari Mulch did all of the program, the panel programming, which normally we have like somebody else come in. Um, Greg, I'm forgetting his last name, but he's a writer. I think he's done some stuff for TCJ and then he's done some stuff for um, Uncivilized. Good writer, good mm -hmm. dude. He usually comes in and, and helps kind of polish up the panels and get like the prompts and everything together. But Hell yeah. we didn't know if we would have any money and I don't think he wanted to do it for free. So yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah. all right, we're just going to do this one this year. Um, and then I wound up uh, moderating two panels, too. So more more like the special guests with the panels and moderating. That was more what felt like double dipping. And I was not super stoked about moderating two panels a couple days before the show and then like when it finally came around i was like okay i'm, I'm actually glad i'm doing both of these because these yeah. are the two that i like really give a shit about and i got them the way i wanted them i think and i was just glad to be able to be a little more hands-on on those so 
this is like your final autoptic. Are you done with organizing shows? I don't know. I don't know. I like I can't stop thinking about like having a small press shop, especially in Minneapolis, because it's like Big Brain Comics was out there for about 20 years. And the only reason they closed is because the owner got tired. Like the market has always been there. So there's a huge gap and there's like nobody doing anything even close to that in Minneapolis right now. So I think about that all the time. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm done organizing for a while. I just want to skate and draw and focus on that stuff right now. But um, I don't know. Maybe not for good. We'll see. Do you feel that, you know, now that this period of uh, your organizational, I guess, chapter is closed, rather, do you feel like uh, you came in with goals and do you feel like you accomplished them? Is there anything that you wish you would have done different? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, being able to so normally the show is like very 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 committee run so i would be doing i worked on special guests the whole time i was with the show but normally it would be like i would send out a bunch of emails to like publishers and you know see who's got books coming out and see who wants to uh see who's got somebody for us to promote and you know who's like close by who can we afford to fly we have a pretty limited budget so we can only like we can either put up a hotel room or fly somebody in we can't usually can't do both but usually it's like very committee run so i'll come with like a list of people and then we'll go over it as a group and narrow it down and then start sending out invites and all of that but this year we were a little bit short-handed so it was much more people just like did their job and then kind of handed off to the next person, mm -hmm. which meant that I got to book the show that I wanted. The only honestly, the only thing that I would like do different, we had to uh, Bianca Sunis and Noah Van Skyver and John Vasquez Mejias all had to cancel this year. Uh, OK, which the original lineup I was really stoked about. I think it was one of the best shows that we had. So I was bummed to see all of them not go. But yeah, I mean, this year, I think like this felt like the kind of show that I want. There was a lot more emphasis on like mini comics and like self-publishing and a little bit less on, I don't know, maybe not less on like small press publishers, but there was definitely more emphasis on like short comics and like people whose work I read. So I feel like that's that's lacking in a lot of shows. There's really... There's always emphasis on like graphic novels and fucking pub, you know, stuff coming out with name publishers and not. I feel like I never like see zine people on panels very often and it just doesn't seem to be much of an emphasis. So that was I mean, that was my goal when I started. It took me like six, seven years to fucking maybe five. I can't remember to make it actually happen, but I'm glad I did. I think it was a good show and, and people seem to have a good show and and. Doug, what uh, Doug, what I put together? Were those cancellations COVID related or no? Um, yes and no. It was mostly expense related, so oh, okay. I I think that is COVID. We felt that much more this year than previous years, especially with booking special guests, where it was just too expensive for people to travel or too expensive to like do the show. Um, Noah, his his was more like childcare related. Which I actually didn't even know he just had a kid, but I I'm guess. his friend on Facebook. That's all there is why I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his was more that, but the other ones were, yeah, it was just stuff with expenses and things like that. So you've done shows uh, pre and post, well, not really post pandemic, but during right. the pandemic. Yeah. 
do you think the landscape is forever altered with shows? Because to me, it feels like the vibe. I haven't done a show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, like, do you think it like did it feel like business as usual? Do you think that it's kind of different now? Like, do you see any major changes between shows pre pandemic and now? It wasn't a huge difference. It didn't feel like it to me. Be interested to see what Caroline thinks because they were a guest and they're also down here. So we'll see if it felt different to to her. But on my end, I mean, we made sure that everybody had a mask. I think we mostly had KN95s for like almost everyone on the floor. Nice. As far as I know, people didn't really get sick. I haven't really heard about it. Mostly the big difference was just booking the show it was a lot harder to get people to come out you know i mean it's it's uh for expenses and then also some people just don't want to do it right now and yeah i i felt i felt the cancellations much more than previous years but that was really the only difference other than that i mean just masking up trying to be safe we didn't do any after parties this year somebody put together like a a unofficial barbecue at the end of the panel day day two which was super nice i was really glad they did that but um yeah we didn't do any after parties otherwise the floor show was pretty much the same didn't feel like a huge difference i think you know business as usual with a few small differences yeah Uh, so is this it for autoptic (laughs) that's a good question i hope not i hope not i know most of the people that have been on the board with me have been on around the same amount of time as me and are yeah. also looking to get out. Damn, cashing out. So, yeah, I mean, it's just time for, for a change. I think the first board was about five years. Second board's about five years. So okay, okay. I was talking to some people on Sunday at the barbecue who are local who sound interested in getting involved. There's a couple people in particular who I think would do a really good job. So I hope they step up. I hope they do it. Uh, if you're in Minneapolis and you're hearing this, uh, reach out because we need people and I would hate to see that show go what are the i guess like uh expected qualifications of someone if they were to be considered for something like that i mean you just gotta fucking show up and be consistent yeah like that's really all it is you can figure out you know everybody kind of shows up and then finds their place as time goes Mm -hmm. um it's been pretty organic um I mean, be able to work with people, you know, like don't be so married to your idea that you're going to fucking like start a fight if somebody wants to do something different. Okay, yeah. The board that I was on was super, super flexible and and everybody's main goal was just to make a show happen and do the best we could. I think the original board was like much more, they had like a much more specific kind of like philosophy or like mission statement on how they wanted the show to be and i heard stories about like big fucking fights during like during like seating chart day and (laughs) shit like that you know so like don't fucking do that it's it's not fun for anybody you know that's the lamest thing to get a fight over it's yeah i don't know a seating chart (laughs) meeting are you fucking kidding me egos man yeah (laughs) damn all those people should be ashamed of themselves yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there was like programming stuff and and shit like that. But the whole time I was on the board, it was just people who just wanted to make sure a show happened and make sure that the city had a show. So yeah, I would say just be consistent, show up, be ready to work. You know, you don't have to like, you don't have to like let it take over your whole life. You definitely can fucking put in as much work as you want to. But 
you know, I mean, I, I put in a ton of work. I have a tendency to just like, if I see something's not getting done, I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's that hard, you know, like if you have right. a group of people with you, <laughs> like you just, you know, you, you've been to a show, you know what a show like looks like. Um, there's a few things that are maybe like kind of a surprise, but for the most part, it's like you just got to fucking pay for the venue, get the people out there, get the marketing done and, and show up. You don't have to name names, but uh, in spirit of the Gutter Boys uh, podcast, was there anybody that was an absolute nightmare to deal with? No, nobody was a nightmare. Every, everything was pretty easy. There were a few things. I'm not going to be specific. There's definitely a few things where I'm like... I'm looking at them right now, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Pull up those lineups. We're gonna are you talking about on the board or are you talking about with guests? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. We You get a few. You get a few here and there that are just like... Oh, Give us a good asshole guest story. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I have any off the top of my head. That's like the one that I'm thinking of right now. I can't tell you because anything I say about it, if they're listening, they're going to know who they are. So hell yeah, so I can't fucking say anything about it. So even they weren't they even an asshole assholes. though. It was just like, it was just like, I'm fucking, you know, I just can't do this right now. I, I, I got too much feed. other shit going on. So I'm going to be editing this one. So you can say it and I will edit it out. I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'll say it off mic. I'll okay. say it off mic. Okay. Okay. If you subscribe to our new hundred dollar Patreon tier, <laughs> it's not even juicy. It's like it's not a good story. It's fucking. I just don't want to fucking make anybody feel bad. They really weren't being an asshole. I just you know we're just busy as fuck planning the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well. Uh. Yeah. Congrats on the show. Thank you. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad everything turned out well. And uh, you know. Oh. What's up? What? People are. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, uh, I was just gonna say that the bad guest was probably me, but um, <laughs> I was gonna make a like, are they in the room with us right now? No. Joke. Um, <laughs> but a topic was great. Autoptic, autoptic. How do I say it? You say it like autoptic. I oh. didn't pick the name. Uh, it's very like it's a very original board name. I don't know. Nobody knows how to say it. Hell we had yeah. people on the panel saying it wrong during the panel. Ah, 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 Yeah. So, uh, Caroline, uh, we're gonna switch to Caroline now and pivot. Uh, Caroline was an exhibitor, guest of honor, off air. Said thanks for the hotel room. So, uh, do the work, and you too will be at the Marriott in Minnesota. <laughs> and um <laughs> okay it was a really nice one though. yeah the best know. we're gonna get into it with caroline but to give the listeners a scoop i got a scoop from my boy pat who's upstairs and uh caroline invited jaime hernandez to the hotel pool didn't show up though right there was multiple times he started just came. Over. started over with jaime walking around it's so yeah funny. jaime just came to the show he wasn't nobody knew he was gonna be there so mm-hmm. there was like multiple times Great throughout the day guy. where people people are just like is that jaime <laughs> I think that's Jaime. That looks like Jaime. Just fucking all weekend. Very silly. Yeah, so Jaime uh, didn't show up at the pool. I was going to ask if he swims in a shirt or, you know, what his, what his <laughs> trunks look like. I just wanted to know what he's like. You know, it's my hero, man. Uh, we had him on the show. He's a very cool guy. But, yeah, he's he's fascinating. I love that guy. Without really knowing him, I love his art. But, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I invited Sally and Katie to the pool, but then Jaime was with them. Okay, so, so you invited Jaime to the pool. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, I, I just thought it was and funny. I think Brian Baines, and I could be wrong, but I think Brian Baines has like been to the pool 
with Jaime before. Hell yeah. So I got to ask him or if he like wears something. a shirt. Like they've been, they've yeah. like been to, it's like they've either been to the beach together or they've been to Dodgers Stadium together. Brian's got the coolest fucking life, man. And I forget what I the story was. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, we, yeah, we, we talked a bit about the con. Let's talk about it from, I, I guess, the perspective of an honorary guest. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, I thought it was really fun. Um, I really love Minneapolis. So, it was a really good excuse to go to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been. A, a quote-unquote special guest at anything before so it was really sweet and unexpected and yeah i had a good time it was like my first like con since the pandemic you know what i mean like we did like the tabling outside at block fort yes last year um but like the first like fest type thing i thought it was really great i don't know it was nice to be around so many comic people and uh i feel like a lot of the minneapolis crowd for some reason I feel like a lot, I met a lot of new people because for whatever reason, even though Chicago and Minneapolis are pretty close, um, I feel like there are people who, who go to Chicago all the time who live in Minneapolis and there's people who never fucking go. Right, yeah. So it was nice to meet new people and I don't know. How would you comments. compare the Minneapolis scene to, to Chicago? Uh, it feels a little bit younger to yeah. me. It's like a lot of MCAT students and I feel like, you know, Chicago definitely has a lot of... Um, art school students in the comic scene but i feel like it's more like a like a 30s 40s like the real scene you know um so but it was kind of it was nice i don't know i was like damn you all graduated from mcad last year that's cool (laughs) you know (laughs) like wow (laughs) and you're all moving to chicago that's cool oh that's funny (laughs) yeah you Um, you were moving those books yeah 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 it it went good you know um people spent money were you tabling by yourself or was Sprocket there? Or both, I guess. I was tabling by myself, yeah. but Sprocket was also there. And okay, they okay. brought books for me, which was really nice of Avi. Hell yeah. Um, so I made a new comic for the fest that's like a quote-unquote all-top-tick exclusive. Um, mm. Thanks. Uh, but I do have a few copies left over, so I think it's not going to totally be an exclusive. Gutter Boys host exclusive, too, I heard. Yeah. Damn. That means comp. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys can have two copies. Totally. We're gonna get them signed and graded, baby. If Caroline Cash had a uh, slabbed comic, uh, the the desired score from CGC would be six point nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. Four point two. Four point two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh. But I, I was so excited about being a special guest that I made this comic for the fest, and the comic is about how I thought tabling at the fest would go. Um, and it's eight pages long, and it starts with me breaking my face, and then <laughs> I get to the fest, and everyone's wearing expensive pants, and then um, it goes good, and then I go home to Chicago, and that's the comic. I just spoiled it all for you, but um, I posted one of the the middle spread on Instagram where like it's just a joke about big bud press pants and about how people love to spend money on clothes and sometimes are dicks to like 18 year olds selling to their five dollar zines and i i own a big bud press jumpsuit that i love um so there there's no it's all peace and love i'm not attacking a corporation but people were angry people were angry in my dms defending big bud press and i was like i am not I'm not I'm an influencer. 
<laughs> I'm not attacking your favorite brand. Who's standing? A lot of people. That's very bizarre. It was silly. Quirky independent people out there Damn. got real upset about Simp on what the brain. Carolyn had to say. <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, I'm not making fun of a company. I'm making fun of people. I'll um, make fun of a company. <laughs> I, I do like my jumpsuit from there. Like, I'm not. What color is it, though? It's black. Yeah, no clown fucking color pants. <laughs> Goddamn, I'm a janitor at this show and I'm wearing fire engine red shit. Nah. <laughs> Reasonable black. <laughs> Reasonable black, you know? Yeah. Or like, I kind of want like an all white one. I feel like that'd be Ooh. pretty tight too, yeah. But I, you know, a reasonable, normal black jumpsuit. Um, I think the only big, big bud press jumpsuit <laughs> yeah. I've seen is Yewon. I think Yewon wears those. The big bud press jumpsuits. They're cute outfits. Dude, everyone cool. does. All of our friends own them. Not in Kentucky. <laughs> No, no, they're, <laughs> they're still, they're, around. yeah, they're still, they're still wearing uh, Abercrombie or no, no, not even Abercrombie. What's the cheaper Abercrombie? Um, Hollister? No, no, cheaper than that. Um, Aeropostale. <laughs> yeah, Aeropostale. That's what they wear in Kentucky. Um, Do you remember how crazy those stores used to smell when you would step into them at the mall? And yeah, you would nine be different scents going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, those stores were crazy. We were talking about that last night for some reason but i was drunk about like the failure of the mall and the mark of i don't know it doesn't matter that's Off a, topic. a very columbus thing because uh, l brand started there oh really that okay. was uh, les okay. wexner a uh, good friend of jeffrey epstein yeah. who then they had to rename everything in our town because Hell yeah. fucking wexner's name was on everything so while you're on the mic ms um uh, you have been involved in both the Col now you're a columbus cartoonist but you were also a minneapolis cartoonist at one point in time yeah. putting you on the spot who are you holding it down for? If there was a war between Minneapolis and Columbus, and Pete's on the couch right here, so oh, um, <laughs> guns ready, <laughs> cocked and locked. I mean, I feel like I I gotta go Columbus in the way that I got about I got about fifty people behind me here that fucking immediately run before the sword before I even got there in Minneapolis. We got we got Pete, we got a handful of my good buds, and go, I don't know, dude, just like <laughs> just scramble in other directions. The, yeah, I mean uh. it's it's just uh I'm helping out with Carson Crossroads here. Um I mean I run this fucking thing that we're at now. I I'm teaching this semester at the college, so like I'm very much like on many different prongs of like what people are doing here. And there's so many bodies and so many people that are willing to just like do ten to fifteen minutes of work each week to just make sure everything's going okay, as opposed to like Pete having to do like another forty hour job. In addition to his forty-hour job, so Pete explaining he had like twenty jobs at Autoptic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, you wouldn't no. have done it, like it would have been split between three people that wouldn't have really been communicating properly. So it's yeah. it's the kind of thing where it's like doing it right and making sure it's done. Like we have a huge legion of of people who've agreed to volunteer for Cartoon Crossroads. It's something that's split over like four different venues. So it's not as though it's just like an expo with like a couple panels. It's like this huge ordeal. Right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it, there's so many people and, and so many different things going on here. It's not, it's not a big deal. Like it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to be a cartoonist here. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about Columbus? It's where, uh, it's where warm memories are made with family like and friends. reading the thing off the wall. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I think that's true, folks. What, we got some really creepy ones in some of these rooms. Yeah, there's some real bad ones in here.
pretty crazy. They're all pretty crazy. I don't remember it. The, the I will kill you one. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, 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 the boys is... are upstairs, and we vandalized ours. Ours now say ours now say sucking and fucking. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, perfect cursor. That makes sense that that's what y'all are doing up there. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right below them. I'm right below Cam, oh. JB, and Dill. <laughs> and the walls are so thin, dude. And I was like, I mean, they sound like they're having a blast. I don't want to be up there like yelling at him or shit. Just giggling. But uh, it's so loud. It's so fucking loud. And I, and I like go up there. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you. My brain can't function unless you shut the fuck up so I can sleep. And I just go down. And I just hear. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Stupid loud. And then <laughs> like 20 more minutes. And there's so many other people up there. And no one's saying shit. Yeah. I woke up this morning and MS was like, who farted? I was like, that was me. I was doing that to make Dylan laugh. <laughs> He's like, I was waiting for somebody to tell me to shut the fuck up. I'm like, why don't you just shut the fuck up, though? Like, I don't understand what the fucking, what the issue was. Ryan uh, is sleeping up there, too, yeah. yeah I was gonna, I'm going to loop him in, because he actually went to Autoptic, too. Yeah, Ryan, what's it like sharing a room? <laughs> sharing you got to a- come over here, man. You can't, you can't talk off mic. Right, yeah. Real quick, Ryan is wearing uh, an I Hate God shirt, so he gets points for that one, too. Pretty tight. Previous guest Ryan Alves, go back in the vaults and check out Ryan's episode. He's he's telling me about his schedule. The fact he's just like going around the country by bus. He's like, yeah, when I'm done with this, I got to do like four more things. I think I'm just never going to be seen again. I was like, oh, cool, okay. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, yeah, what are you doing? Uh, Choke up on that mic. Uh, get give it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm going to. SBX in two weeks after this. Yeah. Um, and then two Hang weeks. on, I want to interrupt this real quick. Just get group consensus. And you all don't have to say this because this is just something we would say. This is very gutter boy spirit. No scoops. Everybody shaking their head no. Okay. All right. Sorry. I just was trying to. I think they did 9-11. Yeah. And it's finally, the big news is finally. This is actually perfect. Okay, so I wanted to make this joke at some point today. So Michael Cooperman, this is unrelated to everything on the show, but I wanted to make this joke, and this just teetered up perfectly. 9-11, SPX, Michael Cooperman. So Michael Cooperman, um, <laughs> yeah, hang on, yeah. You guys are going to see how this shit works. This is how the sausage is made, okay? Michael Cooperman tweeted on August 29, 2022 at 5.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I was nominated for an Ignatz once. The award would have been given in September 2001, though. Wouldn't it have been hard as fuck if the Ignace that year were World Trade Center rubble? I want to know. Jesus. I want to. I want to know the complaint of the man who didn't get a fucking brick because, like, all those people died. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get my award. <laughs> it's like they're all under their fucking tables because the Pentagon just got taken out. <laughs> Not dissimilar to the year that the, the the gathering of the Juggalos and the white supremacists happened, and uh, Ben Passmore just said, "Fuck tabling. That sounds way more fun," and just left the show. Oh yeah, dude. I uh, well, hopefully we'll get some of that at SPX this year. Um, not the not the terrorist attack, just some. <laughs> yeah, so I, I rudely interrupted you to do a bit. So what else are you doing after SPX? Um, and then two weeks after SPX, I'm going to uh, Pittsburgh Zine Fair, and I'll be staying with uh, Nate McDonough for like a week uh, between that and cartoon crossroads which is like the hangover four coming soon <laughs> where, where where's nate living at i thought he was oh he's in pittsburgh for some reason i th- had it in my mind that he moved to columbus yeah he's just in 
Oh, yeah, I had it all twisted. Okay. Yeah, I knew he. I I knew he lived there. I just didn't know if he was still staying there. But okay, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like to see him and like hang out and uh, just have a chance to like bum around with Nate for a few days. Um, the first time you met him in person, yeah. That was like the first time we like physically crossed paths and. No, we discussed that in detail. (laughs) Night one, night one, that was discussed. He did. He did open up with this year too. (laughs) (laughs) He clarified this year, night one. Then he's like, "Oh, you're a lot bigger than I thought you'd be." It's like, yeah, cool, cool, Nate. But no, he's awesome. I I love that man to death, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I didn't get into short run which I'm kind of thankful for because I didn't plan on, I mean, I I was planning on all of this stuff, but I didn't necessarily plan for all of this stuff. And uh, I'll be kind of photo finishing it. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, uh, you're not doing short run? No, no, I didn't get in, but I don't know. I'm, I'm already kind of spread pretty thin. And uh, do you want our spot? No, thanks. (laughs) 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 Thank you though. Are you normally uh, doing shows this often, or do you feel like you're just like making up for lost time? Like, no, you know? this is this is the first time doing any of this stuff. Okay, like, okay. I've been applying to SBX for fucking six years, and uh, you know, I've been applying to a bunch of shows, but I haven't really made stuff that I like felt confident in until pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And then it just so happened that all this stuff kind of happened at the same time, right. and you know, now. I'm you know, getting what I asked for, but you know how to get into SPX, right? You, know. you just gotta make a bunch of burner emails, and eventually one will get picked by the lottery. Oh, yeah. fuck! <laughs> correct. That is the correct answer. Wow, that's that's brilliant. what you get on the Patreon feed, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hot tips. <laughs> it's worth the three dollars, yeah. five dollars, five dollars. Yeah, but it, yeah, five dollars. That's that's a value right there. You make like 50 emails and you make $30 for the whole weekend. <laughs> Cam Del Rosario 01, Cam Del Rosario 02, Cam Del Rosario 03 at Gmail. Well, no, you, you'd have to be able, you'd, you'd have to be smarter about that because they have to be all random ass emails, you know? Cam Del Rosario 69. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. Uh, we're, I think we're good on talking about shows. No, 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 no. We've got Caroline and um, Ryan here, and I kind of want to just follow up and ask them the same kind of question I asked Pete. On the other side of things, do you feel that shows are different now that you've tabled there uh, from pre-pandemic? I know you, Ryan, were kind of saying you're kind of just getting around to this, but even like, you know, local zine fairs or any kind of, does it feel different post-pandemic? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just because like, I hope everybody is as like doomy as they should be. I don't know. And it's like great that, you know, we have all these like moments of like community and these uh, acts of togetherness and stuff. But, you know, the world is burning down around us. And it's like, I don't know, everything just feels different, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think so. I mean, I guess for me, like, it's a slightly for me, it feels like a slightly different vibe. You know, um, I... I've worked in a comic book store throughout most of the pandemic um, and I've kind of like seen different (laughs) waves of 
attitude and anguish in the scene. I feel like kind of firsthand. Um, and I feel like so much through it, when people would come into the store, they'd be like, oh, I really miss going to fest. Like I miss cake. I miss zine fest or I miss like going to cab or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, when you're working the comic book shop, that's what people want to talk to you about. So of Weird course, <laughs> like sure. I'll talk to you about that. That was fun. Yeah. Remember yeah. that one time? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, you know, going and tabling at Fest now, I feel like is kind of like a like a high risk thing. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people who are like immunocompromised can't do it. You know, like it's and whenever I go table at the thing, like for all topic, you know, like I kind of quarantined before and then I definitely kind of quarantined after and like kind of having to put that much thought into something rather than like before when I would just get on a mega bus with 20 copies of a comic in my backpack and hope for the best is <laughs> like a yeah. different vibe yeah for sure but uh here's a mess do you guys feel like people have less money right now and that they kind of come and yearn by your table and kind of like go, oh, well, I don't know, uh, and like back. walk away a little I'll, bit? I'll or I no? just got here. I'll come back. I mean, I have less money now. You know, I can't buy as much. <laughs> I can't buy as much stuff as uh, I usually yeah, used to yeah, be I mean, able to. So sure. Shit, but do you have those interactions more so than in the way of, of like people, yeah, people coming up to your table and reading everything and like snickering? And yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah. $8. You know what I mean? I, I always try and have something for five dollars on my table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do. I have. I've gotten a little bit of that, but not as not as much. She was. I feel like I had more people being like, huh, "Why is your forty-page comic three dollars?" Before, like, I feel like that people were actually feel like more rude about that pre-pandemic to me. Oh shit. Um, but I don't know. You don't have a, a little guy come up to your table and like turn their pockets inside out and little flies fly out <laughs> and they're like, sorry, I guess I can't. Uh, no? You put a fucking rainbow in your toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't had that one have to be just yet. Right. But if, if you're volunteering to be that guy, you know? Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was so much that... Uh, I am working on a graphic novel, so I don't have a new mini, you know? And the way they're like, oh, I already have that one. Okay, well, that's $15. And they just, like, awkwardly walk away like they got to pee or something. But what were you saying, Ryan? You had What was your experience with that? Oh, just, you know, the, the floaters and flippers. People that walk away afterwards. It's like, oh, man, this is really cool. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, thanks. This is really cool, man. I love that. You want it? It's like the strip club in GTA 5 when you're like, damn, girl, you look really cool. I like what you're doing. Exactly. This is really cool. You don't talk about it. No money. No money. No money exchange. You just walk away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I only I only had one person at Autoptic uh, stand there and read an entire book and then put it down and walk away. It only happened. No once. words exchanged. No, it Damn. was weird as fuck. It was Major Bummer one too. So it's like it's like a twenty five page comic. Like they just fucking stood there and read the whole thing. Holy shit! Can we tell uh, the the um, story of uh, the dirty smut comic uh, when we were in space in twenty fifteen trying to sell that? Me and you. Yeah, I'll tell this one quick, and then I do want to get back to like traveling and and doing the show stuff because I did have something to add there. I think the one you're talking about. So years ago, I did this porn comic, and I want to do more porn comics. It's been they're so fun to do, and it's been a long time. And I always like every time I flip through this thing, I really like the book. 
me, me and Pete, this is like our first show. Yeah. We didn't get into cake, so we like drove across yeah, yeah, the yeah, country yeah. and went to this tiny non-juried show. Yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, right. We both got uh the rejection letters from cake and we were, we're together like, at MCAT. Fuck this. How far away is Ohio? Off. Yeah, Three we're like hours? what else is going on? Yeah, so we fucking drove to space. And it went really well, actually, like the show did. On the way back, your engine block cracked, and my dad had to pick us up in the middle of Wisconsin and drive us to Minneapolis, but... Um, but we sold those minis, man. <laughs> yeah, we sold the minis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this book, uh, it was about a prison-themed clown. He's just like a clown in a jumpsuit, and he goes to community college and then fucks all his teachers. And I, I drew it all in my sketchbook, so it's like super roughly drawn. I, I remember this. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. yeah. My elevator pitch for the this. book when I when I would sell it to people was like, it's definitely porn, but it's debatably <laughs> erotic. You know, like, yeah. we'll see what it's you think. It's a little wacky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. And there was one person at space. This is the person I remember. You might have a different one because that that book always got some uh, goofy responses. But uh, the one I remember was uh, having somebody flip through the book, and then she started telling me about uh, how her and her husband were at this bar out here in Columbus, and. There was like a bunch of clowns. I think it was a bunch of clowns at the bar. And like as time went on, they realized that all the clowns in the bar were swingers. And they were just like in there and they were like they were like touching their thighs and stuff. And I was like, I was like trying to have fun with it, right? Because I'm like selling books behind the table. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, it's not a good memory, you know. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, you know. <laughs> I guess don't buy this one. <laughs> Well, we were working on our pitch, and you know, maybe this was the same person, maybe this is a different person. But yeah. she said something like that, oh. and then I was like, "No, no, this is a different one." Yeah. Okay, so this is this normie ass woman without any right. cool story, but she flips through it. And she's like, "Ugh, yeah, Ugh. like yeah. disgusted." <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and I think I, you were trying to describe it. You're trying to explain to it. I was still trying to sell a book. You were still trying to sell a book. You were like, you know, maybe maybe uh, this page was your favorite, but maybe the, the one table, after you know? it might be yeah, better. Yeah. And she was like, uh, uh. And I was said something to the effect of like, well, you can go buy your porn somewhere else. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you were for real just like, all right, go fucking somewhere else yeah. then. Like, <laughs> I showed I was that like, bitch damn, the door dude. so fast. I shut you out of a whole dollar <laughs> you could have gotten. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, you were so ready to just be like, all right, fuck you. Go oh, <laughs> go <man>. away. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you you had something to say about uh post pandemic yeah, yeah. cabling and, and yeah, yeah, I mean actually what I what I've noticed about the couple of shows for a topic that I did, I think both of them sold pretty good. And from from the organizer side, I think like both shows I did had big gaps in between them. So my thought is like the fucking crowd in Minneapolis is just hungry for comics. It just was not around and people were were buying books. I don't know how everybody else did. I, I sold almost double what I normally do at Autoptic this mm. year. So I had a really good year. Ryan? Okay. So, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always, you know. No, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had people telling me I was like never there, but I felt like I was behind the table all day. It was weird. It was like like tons of traffic early on, and then it slowed down a ton. And I did not think I was selling what I did. And then when I added it up at the end of the day, mm. I was like, oh shit. Mm. Um, but from a non-organizer side, coming out here for this, I definitely noticed a difference. Just like traveling, 
during COVID is so much more stressful than it was. And just fucking all of the like, yeah, all the fucking anxiety that goes around it and, and coming out here and. I don't know. I'm pretty careful. Me and my partner at home are pretty careful. You know, I don't feel as much like I need to like fully quarantine because we just are like kind of halfway there all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, just being at the airport and and going through all of that, it's true. It's a good point. It's it's definitely different. On the organizer side, it felt pretty similar. But like coming out here, I, I feel the difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so shit sucks. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> closing it out. Uh, let me let me say this, though, <laughs> real quick. I think Autoptic was definitely one of the only shows that happened this year. I know Short Run is happening. I hope that show goes really well. I hope nobody gets sick. That, that one's had a I, huge gap, too. Yeah, yeah, and I know, like... Other shows like Emerald City and and some of the like less small press shows where they're not enforcing masks as much, people are definitely going and getting sick. The, um, uh, I think they changed the Emerald City policy on that. Cause did they switch uh, it back? Yeah, initially yeah. they were going to not have testing, yeah. no mask right. mandate, but now it's going back to mask mandate, testing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my hope, it seems like Autoptic went pretty well. It seems like most people had a pretty good time there. I haven't heard too much like super negative feedback, so I'm I'm hoping that like there's a little bit of a proof of concept here and, and yeah. like, you know, if you mask and fucking be careful, I think you can still do this stuff, so um, I'm, I'm hoping that trend continues and, and we see more of this moving forward uh, all right so uh i guess let's wrap it up and uh plug plug your your shit where can people find you guys online uh even though you've all been on the show before and have plugged your, <laughs> your work before man it's been so long <laughs> since i've done plugs i like forgot for a sec yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh I'm the Stinkhole the on Instagram. Yeah. I think it's I think my store envy is also the Stinkhole. I don't have too much new stuff. I've just been working slowly, but hopefully I'll have some new stuff out soon. I'm I, working on a new double digest and trying to wrap up the major bummer stories. So. Well, since we're all, you know, sharing the same space for this retreat, I get to I get to get a sneak peek yeah. at, at what everyone's working on. Yeah. And uh you know, I haven't talked to you about your new work. I haven't yeah. Uh, asked you I'm dying I'm dying to show it to somebody because I've been working on this shit I was like I very was, quietly I was sneaking in some yeah some looks for a it, long time pretty wild pretty wild yeah I've seen some of the major bummer three pages and uh publishers if you're listening hit up the stink hole yeah I will see I'll see if I can get anybody to bite I, I feel like it's gonna be a tough sell but we'll we'll see uh, what it looks people great think. man I'm excited yeah. to, to the, see it. the new stuff looks good the whole arc is is a little strange it would be a major bummer if nothing were to come of this <laughs> god damn it <laughs> anyway uh, uh Ryan Ryan Alves 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 yep yep <laughs> Alves uh I think uh all comics on store envy uh, I got up. a new bat book out. Yep, and that's like Nightfall, but with a boner. Fantastic. And uh, and despite our Instagram post with JB sleeping with it on his face, it's not boring. <laughs> no, no, it was very relaxing though. It was very, you know, I I enjoyed it so much that I felt like I was at home, and I just kind of like. <laughs> oh, excellent! I'm glad yeah, I melted into it. I loved it so much. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, yeah, and I got some some new stuff coming out eventually, but yeah, not gonna plug that yet. True, true. Uh, my Instagram is cash underscore browns, 
and I have a link tree in my bio there um, with links that you can look at if you want. So uh, most of the things on my big cartel are sold out, and you can buy my graphic novel, Suffering Girl from in success. the World. <laughs> what? Suffering from success. Yeah, I'm suffering. I just have to staple some stuff. Um, and you can buy my graphic novel, Girl in the World, from Silver Sprocket. Yeah, here's a quick preview for the next episode. We're going to rig that vote, baby. We're going to rig that fucking vote. Cam Del Rosario one, Cam Del Rosario two. <laughs> at Yahoo, at Gmail. That's how you podcast, folks. Bring it back. Y- yes. Y'all know who I am. Um, I wanted to show um off Mike, JB, and, and Cam that portion of my book I was talking about. Can I show you that when this is done? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. If you sign up for my Patreon, you know what that good shit is. So. Good shit, in girl, do it. Yeah, Instagram, oh, Patreon. What's your Patreon URL? URL Patreon. What is it? MS Harkness. <laughs> that is not the URL. It's patreon.com backslash. There you go. <laughs> Making me do the work yeah. to plug her shit. All right. I get uh, a lot of people DM me. Go, I can't find your Patreon. When I look it up on Patreon, I can't find it. Apparently, it's like a different, like the, uh, a one company owns the search engine on Patreon and one owns Patreon. Yeah. People, I'll, and I'll shoot them the link to it, and then they don't subscribe, so of course. eat my ass, just fucking figure it out. <laughs> so, um, a question about that, though. Um, when you do subscribe to the MS Harkness Patreon, you get access to the Close Friends story, which is just uh, really just satisfying videos of uh, That's a dollar being a month. made. A dollar a month, right. So, do you have a Finsta, or do those people just get access into your personal life on your close friends as well? I just don't post my personal life on the I'm internet. I'm trying to sell it so they think they're getting access <laughs> oh, here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You see my fiance sometimes. That's kind of cute. I made him draw an octagon in perspective for me because he's a mathematician. <laughs> I was you like, you figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> to do that? Exact angles, man. Oh. Yeah. Protractor. That explains a lot. <laughs> like my studio is really hot and shit. <laughs> Having a try. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm all right, good. we're out. Uh, stay gutter. <laughs> <laughs>